guest today is Fazana Nazari. Fazana is 19 years old and graduated from Year 12 in Sydney in 2021. At the age of 14, together with her mother, sisters and brothers, Fazana arrived in Australia from Afghanistan in 2017 to join her father who'd previously fled Afghanistan. She's recently started university and is on a pathway to studying law. Today you'll hear how Fazana experienced the transition from her intensive English centre into mainstream high school and what gave her strength and comfort during the turmoil of 2021 when the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan coincided with a prolonged COVID-19 lockdown in Sydney, all while Fazana was preparing for her Year 12 exams. Good morning, Fazana, and welcome to the Hints to Healing podcast. Good morning. Thank you. It's so good to have you here. I was wondering if you could tell me a bit about when you arrived in Australia and what it was like for you settling into your IEC, your Intensive English Language Centre. I arrived in Australia in 2017 in March. The English Intensive Centre was a whole new different environment for me because I didn't know any English and the people were different. Everything was different and hard, but... I got through it and managed managed it in a good way by working really hard on myself. And what sort of things did you work hard at? On my speaking, reading, writing, all of them. Yeah, so you were really studious and hardworking. Yeah. Yeah. And what other, what external support did you get or support from teachers? What what helped you meet your goals when you were still in the IC? So the things that, it was supporting me even more when I was losing my hope they were telling me that it's okay I can do it it's it's hard but I can do it yeah so they were really encouraging when you were wishing that you were learning faster and and they were they were telling you you were still doing okay and you're learning at a good pace and that sort of thing yeah yeah and, um, and then you had the next challenge, transitioning from the IEC into, I think it was year 10, was your first year of mainstream schooling. How was that? The transformation from IEC to year 10 was a very big difference. In IEC, the teachers and everyone was using like simple vocabularies and in high school, very hard wording and vocabularies. Most of the time, I wouldn't understand half of the thing that I was being taught and not the other half, but it was, I was using translate and asking my teachers for the meaning, seeking for the support. Yeah, so it was, you really felt you had to be proactive to make sure that you could keep up with year 10. You had to ask the questions and ask the help. Yep. Yeah. Was there anything that, uh, any support you got with that transition from IEC to year 10 that was helpful? The things that the school did to help me with the transaction, if I wouldn't understand something, my teachers would explain it to me more. Mm. And I would always understand that I came from IEC and they were helping me and giving me some extra support. Yeah. And was your your mainstream school, was it at the same school as your IEC or did you have to switch to a whole new campus? Uh, no, it was the same just different buildings I see yeah and looking back now what do you think might have supported you better with that big transition from IEC to year 10 mainstream 
Um, from my perspective, they could give us the assessment and other things in a simple wording so we could understand it and do better and get a higher mark. Most of the time, I would make mistakes in my assessment because of my vocabulary and my wording and not being able to understand them. Yeah, I remember you saying when we were talking earlier how it was really disheartening seeing how you couldn't achieve the sort of results that um, some of your um, native English speaker um, fellow students were getting. And how did teachers help you um, keep that in perspective when you were looking at how you were comparing to um, your native English speaker fellow students? Well, they were telling me that I shouldn't compare myself to them because they have been in here since they were born or like the parents are from here and their English is fully good. And I just came here like for, at that time it was only three years or two years. Yeah, and that you can't expect similar results. And um, what about the social side of adjusting uh, to year 10? What was that like for you? It was hard when I went to high school. Every, like, almost everyone had their own groups from year six or, like, from year seven or even before that. And then for us, it was hard to get in, in that group and be friends with them and stuff. I just had, like, three or four friends, which they were from ISC. Like, I wasn't able to make friends in high school. Yeah, but, oh, but luckily you did come along with some friends from IEC who came to the same school. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good to hear. But, yeah, it's really hard to break into um, friendships with people who have been at the school a long time. That was really difficult. Yeah. Yeah, did you, looking back now, you've now graduated from, from year 12 last year and able to reflect a bit on your school years. Is there a anything that could have supported more the social side of um, settling into mainstream schooling when you look back? Well, yes, because if I would have had more friends, I would be able to enjoy it more and like ask them for help and stuff. But in our group, we all were the same and like we weren't really able to help each other. Yeah, so yeah. you would have liked to have, yeah had some support to make friends with, with local students and, yeah, and get their support a bit as well. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, last year, 2021, was an incredibly difficult year for so many people, but especially for Afghans, and you were in year 12 at the time as well. Um, what support did you get from your school and, and what was helpful while you were in lockdown, studying year 12 and the crisis unfolding in Afghanistan all at the same time? It was really difficult for me because I had to focus and study, but the things in Afghanistan and the COVID was not really letting me do it. So what I did was I pushed myself away from the social media because that was where I was. I would see everything about Afghanistan and COVID or everything. So I wasn't going in social media a lot and mostly I was concentrating on my studies, but still I wouldn't feel as comfortable as normal because 
like my parent my families were calling from Afghanistan like this happened this happened and that was making me upset yeah so you were you had to limit your exposure to the awful news coming out of Australia with COVID out of Afghanistan so that you could focus a little better and and what about um did you get any support from the school did they get in touch with you or with your family and um was that helpful in any way they did get in touch with me through the phone and it was okay like it's hard for them if you're face to face and you can tell them and stuff that's different but after like from the zoom or phone and everything it's hard you can't really tell your feelings to people yeah much harder to connect that way yeah did you ever go back onto campus during that lockdown period mm, no no yeah it can be really isolating was there anything else that that you did that helped you during that really intense period late last year um, did you do anything that that helped you relax or distract you or that felt enjoyable yeah cooking and walking were the two things that helped me get through those times yeah are they things that you did by yourself or did you do them yeah. together with someone uh, well the walking I was sometimes going with my family mm -hmm. the cooking I was doing it with myself and my mom sometimes because she had to teach me yeah that sounds really positive and very delicious yeah. Is there anything you wish your school community would have done to support you and your family more last year? Mm -hmm. For the community part, if they can understand refugees a bit more and then like welcome them here, it's better. So like if um, the school community of students had a better understanding of what refugees have been through before they come to Australia and what they continue to enjoy here? Yeah, and like, like you know, like don't be racist to them and try to connect with them. Like it's not their choice that they come here. They have to. Yeah, and then you would have felt um, a greater sense of being like understood and accepted at schools. Is that where? Yeah. 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 Thanks, Fazana. So, of course, students with Afghan heritage in Australian schools, um, they're still being impacted by the events that are unfolding in Afghanistan. From your perspective, how can teachers and school counsellors best support these students for the long term? Um, you know, not just for intense crisis periods, but yeah, through these protracted crises, how can they? show their support and be available to students so from my perspective i think the teachers can like understand them more like you know if they're going through a hard time just ask them and tell them that it's okay and they don't have to be shy to share the feeling and stuff with the counselor and get them the support and the help that they need Nice. So like checking in with them and reminding them periodically about those supports and reminding them that they're available. Yeah, thank you. That sounds really mm -hmm. good. 
Now, you mentioned to me before the interview about your deep concerns for Afghans in Australia that are on temporary visas. I was wondering if you can tell me what additional pressures these people and families are facing at the moment. I can't even <clears throat> tell them the feeling because I'm not one of them. Hmm. But from what I can see, my friends and my families, they're going through a really hard time. Like most of them are just staying in their room and doing nothing. They are depressed because they haven't seen their families in 10 years or more. Even if they're like the government is saying they should have stayed in the Malaysia or Indonesia and came here with the right channel. There are like thousand and hundred people that are in Indonesia and Malaysia and nothing is happening to them. So even if they would have stayed there, nothing would happen to them. Now that they came here, everyone, I think everyone should have the same right and the same the same human right and yeah yeah that family separation and that isolation is really debilitating yeah, because and most of them like they came here before 10 years if they had baby their baby is like now 10 years if they had 10 years now they are like 20 most of them don't doesn't even know their parents and it's heartbreaking for them yeah what how would a people like you know if like they think that it's a crime but what option did they have if they wouldn't come it, they, they didn't have any option and they had to come they so did. that's why yeah that's... i ask the government to please 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 just give them the permanent visa because most of the people that are here, their parents have died and stuff and they're feeling depressed, you know? Yeah. It's hard. I need to be able to plan for their future and, and be able to look forward to reuniting yeah. with loved ones. Yeah, thank they you, Fasana. They can't do anything because they don't know what's happening to them in the future. They can't even take a step. Yeah, so it's so hard to be positive and look forward and have hope when you can't yeah. plan. Yeah. Thanks for sharing, Fazana. I was wondering, to in closure, is there any advice that you would like to give to Afghan students at school now in Australia that might help them during this difficult time? Mm, the advice that I would give them is that don't lose hope. Try your best. We came here. Our parents came here to, so we can build our future. So let's be thankful to Australia and serve them for the for the country and for the protection that they have given us and for the education and everything and Thank make our parents proud that's that's such a lovely positive and hopeful message fazana thank you so much for talking with us today thank you for talking about such a a topic that's so close to your heart and very very difficult to reflect on i imagine i really appreciate you taking the time and and speaking with me about this today. Alright, thank you. I thought Fazana spoke so clearly about the multiple challenges of transitioning into mainstream school from her intensive English centre. In particular, the big shift in the level of assumed English language ability in her classes, but also how disappointing it was for her to see how hard it was to build connections with Australian-born students. 
Fazana shared her thoughtful insights on what she thinks would make the transition into high school a more welcoming experience for new arrivals. In particular, she saw a need for whole school education on anti-racism, as well as awareness raising amongst students of what many refugees have been through and the challenges they continue to face during resettlement in Australia. I thought her tips for teachers were also a powerful reminder of the need for long-term support of students with refugee experience, as she highlighted the need for teachers to continue to check in with students around their well-being well into mainstream schooling, as well as providing reminders of the supports available to students within the school community.